Hello. Welcome back. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We're Stacy and Pete. And we're here for you. And we're glad you're here. We are glad you're here. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for pressing that button twice. Once to download, once to listen. <laughs> Maybe. Thanks for those five stars. Yeah, all of the stars. All of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so you know how we did that episode where we discussed the albums that defined our teen years? Yes. And I talked about how I made a video where I showed the CDs and they both kind of went viral and it was exciting and everything. One of the common comments that I got was about Columbia House or BMG. Like they just assumed they were like, and you got all of them for a penny, <laughs> you know, which is a fair assessment. That's right? what I thought. I never did this, but that's what I thought. I thought you got them all for a penny. Not those. I got cut off from Columbia House at some point, and I think that mid-90s is where I got cut off. And most of the albums that I showed in that video were not from a Columbia House haul. Cut off by your parents or cut off from Columbia House themselves? <laughs> from my parents. Oh, okay. Because if you remember, I called my mom when we were recording one day. We were yes. talking about Columbia House specifically, and I asked her if they ever knew that I was a member how that all worked. And she said yes, and that they paid for it. She remembered like writing the checks and stuff. So what would you have to pay for if it wasn't a penny like they said? Well, you get all of those and then you have to pay every month for, I think, the price of one full CD. I know when I did Columbia House as an adult in my 20s, I used to use it for DVDs. And I did the same thing where I got a whole bunch for like, I don't know if it was for a penny, but it was cheap. And then after that, to keep my membership, I had to pay for the price of a regular DVD. You could like say, don't send it to me. But if you forgot, they would send it to you and charge you. Okay. So you got your initial haul for cheap. Yes. And then every month there was one that they would send you or you would pick? One that they would send you. Just from their selection. In DVDs, there was like a DVD of the month. And, and so, that was their DVD. Yes. You had to look and see if it was one that you wanted. And you could skip it. If you wanted to. You could skip it if you wanted to. I think there were a certain amount of DVDs you had to buy okay. throughout the year. That was my next question. How yeah. long did you have to stay a member for? Like uh, if you got your initial haul of cheap ones, could you just immediately cancel? cancel? I don't know. I, you probably had to buy like five CDs or something like that. Hmm. Or maybe you had to buy 12 to equal one per month for the year. Ah. I don't know. But I do know that I do have some rando DVDs and that is why. Because it would be when I would forget to skip the month <laughs> and they would send it to me and I'd be like, oh, I did it again. <laughs> I just got, I don't know, what's a random movie that I would never pick? Like some random like action movie or something, you know? <laughs> so if you ever go through my DVDs, you'll see some stuff that does not seem like me. Like Hard Target. Why did you get yes, Hard Target? And you can <laughs> bet that that's why. Because Columbia House sent it to me anyway. <laughs> So the CDs that I was showing in that video, that was when I was going to the mall every week, sometimes more than once a week, and I would use my allowance money ah. to buy CDs. Did you have to do chores to get this allowance? I mean, technically, I, I had a chore. I don't think that it was ever said to me, like, if you don't dust, you can't. You're going to make me seem real spoiled here right now, which is true. I was very spoiled. But my chore, my main chore was to dust the house. You had a chore. But you... Listen, my house was full of wood everywhere. Wood furniture. Our walls were wood paneling. My mom had a lot of decorative items on shelves and things that I had to dust every week. I also folded clothes 
Because I remember folding my dad's underwear and thinking that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I did have to do stuff, just not a ton of stuff. My mom did a lot of stuff and I had an older sister. I don't remember her doing anything, but I'm sure she did. My mom said she listens now. I think she listened in the beginning and then she's been listening again recently. I don't know if she's listening to this episode, but honestly, it's uh, our form so I can say what I want. (laughs) (laughs) And she can't say anything. (laughs) She was basically the manager at the house. We were the workers. Did you get allowance? Uh, hmm. For a little while I did. Yeah. Not forever, though. There was a time when there was no allowance, just work. Fun. And I think, you know, Heather and I had to do the dishes. I had to vacuum. I had to do the lawn. I'm trying to think. uh, I think I had to do the trash as well. Yeah. A lot of work. But I never had to do the bathrooms or anything like that. I think that was somebody else's job. Yeah. Of course, my mom's going to be like, oh, I did all those. Well, I don't think so, mom. (laughs) I did them all. (laughs) Oh, I feel like you're both going to remember it differently. (laughs) Well, we should take a poll. About what? For the listeners and or just people on your Instagram and or TikTok, how many chores did you have growing up? One, two, three, four, five, zero? Like you, essentially? No, I had chores. Like, here's your free money, Stacy. Oh, little Stacy, go get you a CD. I had chores. Though sometimes I do feel like my dad would just give me a 20 if I was going to the mall. Yeah. So on the weekends, my dad would give me a 20. Yeah, see? Now, sometimes I had to mow the lawn there. Sometimes. I mean, listen, my dad mowed the lawn for a long time and then he started paying a neighbor kid to do it. Well, essentially, my dad started paying me to do it. (laughs) But that's how I'd get my football cards and I'd go to a movie. And occasionally, depending on the time of year, subsidize my school-issued candy bar habit for school sales. (laughs) We were just talking about that with my mom. (laughs) My 50 candy bars that I'd eat. Yes. Did anybody do that when you were selling candy bars or whatever it was for your school? And they made the mistake of like letting you keep the boxes as you sold them. (laughs) And then you just sneak them (laughs) and like hide the wrappers. Or was that just us? (laughs) What was I supposed to do? There's boxes and boxes and boxes. Like they're sending me home with like 20 boxes of candy bars. And I'm not supposed to eat any. Crackle bars yes. are in my room right next to my bed, and I'm not supposed to eat those. And why did our parents let us keep them in our bedrooms? Yeah. I, mine were in my bedroom, too. They were right next to my bed. Why wouldn't we keep them, like, on the kitchen table or something? I don't know. But, I mean, eventually I had to pony up that cash. <laughs> I'm sure my mom just did what she did with the <laughs> Columbia House thing and just kindly, just it. kindly subsidized But yeah, so I had an allowance and I think he would give me like I would use my allowance to buy things. So I would it started with Kissingles. I had to get a Kissingle every time I went to the mall. That was like junior high. Okay, And then it shifted to CDs or sometimes occasionally I would buy like a shirt from the Gap or some kind of decoration for my room from Spencer's or, you know, that kind of thing. And then my dad would give me the extra money to like get food at the food court. No, Woody. Or go to a movie because mm. the movie theater was inside the mall. We would also like get cine sticks every time we went. We talked about that and like where you dip them in the icing. But we'd also just eat lunch in the food court and go to a matinee, which was like four fifty back then. Four fifty. Yeah, I have a lot of my movie stubs from the mid nineties. Ah, it varied, but I never saw one more than like six. But I think I saw some for even like three fifty or something. That was probably earlier nineties. Yeah. I'm thinking of like 
the late 80s is when I probably, or mid to late 80s, because Heather and I went and saw Back to the Future and Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom, or a couple that I remember. Yeah. I feel like it was a little cheaper then. I'm sure it was. I, I saw movies then too. I just didn't keep movie stubs back then. Yeah. And I wasn't paying for my movies then either. So that was like middle school. It was probably like 92, 93 was when I started going to the movies with my friends and not like with my parents or my sister. I will add, though, that in my mom and dad's defense, they did have five kids. Yeah, that's a lot. So there's only so much money you can be handing out all the time and still keep your head above water. Right. And by the time I was old enough to be getting an allowance and going to the mall and all that, my sister was an adult. Yes. Who had a job. So they weren't having to give her an allowance at that point. Yeah, and I started earning my own allowance pretty much by working for a lady at like 13. Right. I get my 10 bucks mm-hmm. for basically doing the same chores. Right. <laughs> but all of that is to say that I did share a different video that was an actual Columbia House haul, right? So it cracks me up at the absolute randomness of the CDs that were there. This was all mostly early 90s. So I was like 12 picking these out, okay? These are not all of them, but just to give you an idea, we had Joey Lawrence, Billy Joel, Jade. I read that as Jade. (laughs) (laughs) You know the song? Don't walk away, boy. Don't walk away. Okay. Then you had Michael Bolton, (laughs) Silk, who had like Freak Me, remember? Uh, Vanessa Williams, TLC, Sting, Club MTV, Party to Go, Color Me Bad, Tony, 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 Bon Jovi, Trisha Yearwood, Eric Clapton. I mean, the list goes on and on. That is an eclectic list of music. And we were talking about that in the car the other day because you had asked our nephew, who is in eighth grade, yeah, what his favorite music was. Yeah. And what was his answer? I don't know. Just whatever's on TikTok. <laughs> I was like, you don't have a favorite artist? He's like, no, I just kind of like whatever's cool on TikTok. (laughs) And it made me so sad because I'm just like, I know he doesn't get what he's missing, but I I just cannot imagine a world where music is not exciting, where it's not like an escape, something that makes you feel good, something that gets you through a hard time. Like, Well, and we did think perhaps he's the exception, right? I don't know if that's the norm today or not, because there could have been kids our age. Back in the day, that didn't care about music. It's true. I have met a few random adults who don't really care about music, who don't have a favorite artist, who don't really like a specific genre. They probably just listen to whatever's on the radio. They just don't care. Right. I don't understand or trust those people, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't understand them, though. I will say that. It's not something I can relate to. So maybe he is just... An exception. And I will say, I feel like maybe his parents are kind of like that a little bit where they don't really love music. Right. Like my sister loved Rick Springfield and New Edition and New Kids on the Block and stuff when she was younger. But as an adult, I don't know that there's anything. I think she just probably listens to what her what her daughter listens to. Right. You know, and like growing up, my dad had a fantastic sound system at both houses. We had fantastic sound systems extensive record collections that then turned into tape collections. So music was always a thing, no matter where I was. Yeah. But again, when we had MTV and it just blew our worlds up, like it was an outlet. It was a like a peephole into the great big world out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like a lifeline in a way. 
So it, it makes me sad if that's true, like if that's more common now, and it probably is more common now that kids just know the music that's used in TikTok videos. You know, they probably, I don't know if they listen to the radio or not when they're in the car. That probably depends on the parents, you know? Yeah. And again, he's a result of his parents who don't have like, I'm not saying they don't ever listen to music or anything. You just don't ever hear them talk about it. No. You know, like I feel like we do. Where my niece is a few years older and she does have some favorite artists, but I do feel like it's probably more focused on like one artist and maybe a few that are kind of like that same artist. Does she like the vinyls that she's been collecting? <gasps> that is true. She does listen to some 90s music and some like she's really into like Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that, which before Daisy Jones and the Six and all that stuff. So I think she's more open to learning more music that's current and in the past where I just don't think that's his thing. I just don't think he cares. Yeah. I tried to give him some 90s grunge to listen to and he was not about that world. <gasps> what did he say about Nirvana? He's like, oh, I know that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> then I told him, imagine if you knew the music as well. How cool you'd be. Oh. We were playing pool and then I smoked him. <laughs> anyway, it's just an interesting thing to think about and how like, again, a lot of these artists that I own these CDs for, it's not like I really, really loved them. I just yeah. liked, like some of them I really, really loved, but some of them I just liked a song or two of theirs and I bought the whole album and I would just listen to it out of boredom, you know? And then whatever spoke to me would be the stuff that I would buy more of their stuff after that, you know. But I was just all about soaking it all in. And I guess at about the same time, maybe a little bit earlier for me, but not much earlier, looking at some of the artists on here, that's about when I started getting into collecting my own music as well. Maybe a little bit earlier, but prior to that, there was only certain types of music I was allowed to listen to. Mm -hmm. None of that is on this list. Yeah. So, you know, as I got a little bit older, I did start buying my own stuff. I just feel like there's never been for me like only one genre of music that I liked. Yeah, me either. And I kind of like that because it's like, okay, people know that I love NSYNC, but I'm not like a boy band only person at all. Right. Or that I love Dave Matthews band, but I'm not only a jam band person. Like there's so many artists that I love and I've been to so many concerts and things of all kinds of different artists and genres. And, and I'm not saying like, oh, look at me. I'm so cultured. I just think that I'm a product of being a, an 80s kid and a 90s teenager. Thanks, Columbia House. <laughs> Thanks, Columbia House <laughs> and MTV. Yeah. <laughs> For forcing us to listen to stuff we might not want to. True. And they're like, oh, I kind of like this. I kind of like this Billy Joel album. <laughs> so random. Yeah, very random. That was River of Dreams. Ah. I loved that song. Anyway, so before we get to our show and tell, we just want to say hi to a few of our loyal patrons. A big shout out to Taylor, Mary Beth. Brian, and Carly. As always, thank you so much for your support over there. We hope you enjoy it. All right. Who's our show and tell this week? This week, coming to the front of the class, we have Kristen. Kristen was 37. She sent this in over a year ago, so she may now be 38. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Her birthday's probably in like May or something. Favorite 80s song, Hungry Eyes from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack or Take Me Home Tonight. Great songs. Yeah. Favorite 80s movie, The Lost Boys or Beetlejuice. Good ones. Beetlejuice might be coming back. 
definitely coming back. There's a Beetlejuice too. We said it three times. He's definitely coming back. <gasps> oh, <laughs> were you just baiting me there? I was. I'm like, you know, they're they're already filming the movie. Or I think they might be done. All right, favorite '90s song. There are so many, but if I have to pick, I'd go with "Linger" by the Cranberries. Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Nothing feels more like I'm a teenager in the 90s than a cranberry song. It just takes me on a mental journey whenever I hear it. Mm -hmm. Favorite 90s movie, Clueless or Edward Scissorhands? I see a pattern here. I do too. Favorite 80s or 90s TV shows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the Xena Hercules series. I never watched Xena or Hercules, but they were on for a while. Yeah. Toy that you loved most as a child. I loved my Cabbage Patch doll until my brother drew a mustache on it with a Sharpie marker. No! Other than that, I loved my Polly Pockets, and I also remember being obsessed with my Tamagotchi. Nice. Favorite game or book that you loved as a child or teenager? The Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series, R.L. Stein's Fear Street books, and the Sleepover Friends books. Sleepover Friends. I don't know that I've heard of that one. You know, I found a bunch of random books that I have that are non-Babysitter's Club, and I feel like maybe one of them was one of those. Really? It was ringing some bells for me, Hmm. but I could be wrong. We'll see. Favorite place to go in the mall in the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s? Spencer's, Native Art, or the Food Court? Yes. Do you remember your favorite place to go in the food court? Uh, I didn't consistently go, right? So I didn't really have a spot. Well, I loved Orange Julius, but they I feel like they only had that at our smaller mall that we had before we got the big one in Chattanooga. Okay. Which was Eastgate Mall. Right. But I remember loving getting Orange Julius. Food-wise, like at this time, we had a Chick-fil-A in the mall that we didn't have anywhere else. So it was exciting to get some nuggets. They'd always be standing out there with a little sample nugget that you could dip in, you know, the Polynesian sauce. I don't know that we had that where I was. No. You might have had, like, standalone stores, even. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't remember. I need my sister for this. Yeah. Other than that, like, I remember there being, like, a Sparrow, however you say that. Sbarro. Sbarro. I can't really remember the other restaurants that were there. There were quite a few, though. Anyway. Kristen's celebrity crush, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, until the Backstreet Boys came along. And then she added, I really love what you guys are doing with this podcast, and I hope you know you're bringing back so many memories for your listeners that spark joy. Keep up the great work. Oh, well, thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. We appreciate you. And if you would like to participate in our show and tell, you can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. We're on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We're on Facebook at we don't want to grow up podcast. We also have a super secret special Facebook group called the Cozy Club dash fans of we don't want to grow up. All you have to do is answer a few fun, nostalgic questions and agree to the group rules and our amazing Ma Joanna will approve you. And if you would like to support the podcast and gain access to over 60 bonus episodes, you can come to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. Yes, we now have three tiers. We have our $4 tier, which is what's been there all along. It's access to everything, all of our bonus episodes. Our $3 tier gives you access to all of our game shows, trivia, things like that that we do over there. And our $2 tier gives you access to the short and sweet episodes, the Dear Diaries, the Middle School Notes, the Teen Magazine excerpts. 
We added some extra tiers because we know we're not putting out as much material on our regular podcast, and it helps us a lot when you come over there. So come check it out. Yeah, we have a good time. And last but certainly not least, we have merch. If you would like to sport a We Don't Want to Grow Up shirt, hat, apron, phone case, stickers, Almost anything that you could imagine, come to we-don't-wanna-grow-up.myspreadshop.com. All right, it's that time. It's part two. Part two. Because we have already done one of these. We did another Ask Us Anything. And we've mentioned that we had put these questions out because that's where we got the idea for the Kiss, Mary Dump movie edition episode that we did, which we'll have more of that soon as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you to everyone who sent us in questions. If we don't get to your question today, we'll get to it another time. And if you think of any questions that you have for us that you think would be fun to hear us talk about or that you just want to know, send them in and it'll be in a part three. Let's do it. Okay. First one is from Mary Beth. What toys are on the top of your lists to own again? Huh. I feel like we just talked a lot about some of these on the Patreon episode we just recorded. We did. Um, I wish I had taken time to like sit down and make a list here. I know my answer. Okay, go ahead. So I had a lot of Generation 1 or Series 1 and a few from Series 2 of the mask vehicles. Mm. So high on my list are Jackhammer, Piranha, Switchblade, and Thunderhawk from Series 1, topped off by Rhino. That's the one I really, really want. Oh. Switchblade is the second one. It's like a jet-helicopter combo. Series 2. Oh, you did make a list. Cheater. Didn't make a list. (laughs) I've just got a a very nice webpage that shows me all of the series, (laughs) and I'm remembering which ones I had. Series 2, it's very close. I would say my least fave, but I still want it, is Raven. But then there is like a 50s, I can't remember what kind of car it is, but like a 50s hot rod called Hurricane that I think maybe top of my Series 2 list. But it's a very, very close race between that and Volcano, which is kind of like the A-Team van on big wheels, but it pops up and it's got a big turret in the middle. And I loved that toy. So any of those from Series 1 or Series 2 from Mask, top of my lists. Okay. Well... What I was saying on the Patreon, because we talked about the first two episodes of Rainbow Bright on there, and I have the Rainbow Bright doll along with Twink uh, that you gave to me a couple years ago that I had when I was a child. There are, these aren't ones that I will own again, but all of the color kids that go with Rainbow Bright, Starlight, like the plush of Starlight, her horse, and the other sprites that went along with the color kids. Like, I would love to have that whole collection. Right. When we're talking in Barbies, I have most of the ones that were my absolute favorites. On our Barbie episode, we talked about a few of them that I don't have, like the Style Magic Whitney and California, I think it's California Dream Barbie. But you had those back then. I did have them. Okay. Because you uh, got to make sure you had it because she said to own again. Oh, sorry. This can't sorry. just be on your list of stuff you want. Oh, <sighs> okay. Well, then scratch the Rainbow Bright stuff. Well, you had some of the Rainbow Bright stuff, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Okay, the Barbie Dream Pool. Yes. Is high, high on my list. Mm -hmm. 
because we had that that went with the dream house. And as you all know, I got the dream house for my birthday last year, which was one of the best days of my life. Uh, So that and then probably like some of the cars that we had when I was a kid, the Barbie cars. I would like to have the Seawees that I had and the rest of the Moon Dreamers. I have two of them from my childhood. Yeah. But those are all very expensive. So I doubt I'll ever get those unless we win the lottery. Um, <laughs> like how expensive are they? I, the last time I saw them, especially like in the box, they were like $600 or something. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. The same with, you know, I have Gem and Rio, but I don't have the rest of the holograms or the misfits or synergy. I would love to have all of those, but I didn't have those as a kid. So that doesn't count either. So I take that back. <laughs> what else? <laughs> this is only the top of your list. I know, but I'm thinking of toys I had that I don't have anymore that I want back. What do you want the most, though? That's what Mary Beth is asking. The most? Yes. The top of my list? Okay, well, then that's probably the Barbie Dream Pool. Barbie Dream Pool. There you go. And Style Magic Whitney. There you go. Fair enough. (laughs) But there's probably more that I'm just not thinking of. (laughs) I will say I was disappointed in the attic search. Yeah. That there, I mean, I shouldn't be disappointed. Like my Cabbage Patch Kid, I wish was in there. And we still, like you got me a Cabbage Patch Kid, but it's not the one. She looks a lot like her, but- I feel like I had the right one and they did not ship it to me. Yeah. But we just got to keep looking because those always recirculate on on good old eBay. Yep. And then I wish I had stuff like my old sleeping bags and things like that. (laughs) Why are you laughing at me? Because you're just listing your entire list. She only asked about the top of your list. Mary Beth won't mind. (laughs) She wants to hear all of it. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to question two. Okay, fine. (laughs) Put a pin in that one. Okay, where's Josher said, what's one thing, toy, book, bike that you had as a kid that you aren't able to replace? Uh, So there was this Airwolf toy that I had that I've looked around and I haven't been able to find it. Do you know what Airwolf is? You remember uh, it? I've heard of it. It's like a helicopter show <laughs> back in the okay, yeah. 80s. So I had this toy where it would actually fly, quote unquote, right? But it had this engine on top that you had to attach these charging things to it to heat it up, I think. And you had to put little bits of gasoline in it. And then it had this super dangerous prop on the top that you would wind. And then you'd have to try to get it to start and it would fly up in the air. I can't find that thing anywhere. Hmm. I wanted to get it again because I, I never really got it to fly. I think I got it to fly one time. And I feel like I need a second go at that toy. Yeah. It's unfindable. See, I didn't know if, I mean, I guess he would mean like a something that you can actually buy. I was thinking more like a sentimental something, but like. Oh, did he mean what's one thing we have that we well, aren't able to replace? Well, but he did say toy book, bike, because I was thinking of like my blankie that my grandmother made for me. Okay. But I still have that, but like that couldn't be replaced, you know, that's probably not what I meant though. I'm just It kidding. could be. You might've gotten the question right and I got it wrong. Maybe I should have clarified. Other than that, though, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've like looked for that I've not been able to find. I mean, the the only things I know that have not come up for me. Well, I did eventually find like I'm thinking of Halloween costumes. Yeah. Because I would like some of those. Um, I did finally find my peaches and cream Barbie one and I bought that one. Right. But there were a few that I wore that I haven't been able to find yet that I would like to collect, which maybe is a little weird, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Tony asked. A top five of cereals or snack food that you loved or those that you miss most because they are no longer available. 
Where's my Smurfberry Crunch people? <laughs> Tony, <laughs> I am one of your Smurfberry Crunch people, and that would be on my list for sure. Does it not exist anymore? No. Oh. I don't think there's a lot of Smurf products out there these days. Mm. If it does, somebody let me know because I will be getting it. Cereals. I feel like we've we've talked about cereals a lot. I can't remember all the ones we've mentioned. I know like I really loved all the monster cereals. Yeah, same here, but the old formula. Yes, because they or, still yeah, make they, them, but they we still make we them, but they're the different. Ones. Yeah. So give me that uh, Count Chocula first. I still love Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. Yeah. I still love Lucky Charms, even though it's probably a little bit different. Or maybe it was just more magical when I was four. Yeah. Very possible. I still love Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, those are mm-hmm. very good. I still remember. Swiss cake rolls, but in tinfoil packaging. Oh. I think they were Swiss cake rolls because my stepmom would freeze them. And I may have shared this story a long time ago on the podcast. But before I knew that you weren't supposed to put metal in the microwave, I stuck those in the microwave (laughs) and it was like, I immediately got them out of there. Um, But the initial taste of those is something that you can never go back and recreate. Yeah. I wonder if everybody has that story of the first time that they learned you don't put metal or styrofoam in a microwave. Yeah. Because I know for me, it was a box of Chinese food with the metal when it used to have the metal handles. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. Well, (laughs) maybe some of them do, but nowhere that we get Chinese food from does it. Uh, But that was the first time that I learned. (laughs) That, uh, I well, I thought, like, I'd watched Weird Science one too many times, and I thought, like, a big rocket was about to explode through my kitchen floor. Oh. Because of the sparks and yes. stuff. It's alive. Like, I just thought <laughs> something was happening. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> uh, back to cereal for a second. The strawberry shortcake cereal is a taste that I still remember and I feel like cannot be recreated. Oh. I mean, it was just pink and it... It was strawberry, but it had its own flavor. Yeah, I think I only named four, so my fifth one would be honeycomb. Okay. Which you can still get, but it's top five for me. A more basic cereal, but I really liked honeycombs. And I liked Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. They still make those. I just don't get them. We don't really buy cereal unless somebody's visiting us. Yeah. Although recently I got some pumpkin spice Cheerios, and they are good. And Cinnamon Life. I got that for you because I asked you what you were craving. But snack-wise, so those Minute Maid juice bars that are like kind of triangle shaped like in like a, not a cone, but you know, (laughs) what's a triangle shape that's 3D? A cone? A cone. (laughs) (laughs) I think, is that what you're talking about, a cone? it's not really cone because it's not round at the top. It's not pointed at the top? It is round? It's pointed at the top, but it's pointed at the bottom too. Look it up. Look up Minute Minute Maid Juice Bars. From the 80s? Yeah, 80s or 90s. I mean, yeah, it's conical. But it's not round on either end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's pointed on both sides. But that's, yeah, it's... It's kind of cone-shaped. Pyramid-shaped, kind of. Pyramid. not really, because it is uh, tapered on both sides. Yeah, it's its own thing. It is. It is Minute minute Maid Juice Bar Shape. It is Minute Maid (laughs) Juice Bar Shape. (laughs) It makes me think of... um, Wedding singer. There were cones. Cones. (laughs) I will say, though, we didn't have a lot of snacks growing up other than what we'd have in our lunches, right? Where I'd have a couple cheese sandwiches or maybe peanut butter and banana with two cookies. And generally they were like 
what are those called? Like Oreos? No, not Oreos, but they're the vanilla ones. Yeah, they like vanilla or chocolate, but you know what they're what are those called? I mean, they're like Oreos, but they're different kind of cookies. I don't know the name of them. Yeah, there there's a name for these cookies that we we cannot recall at this point. And then we'd have a piece of fruit. Hmm. Exciting. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I really lean on cereal rather than snacks. I didn't have a lot of snacks. Yeah. Well, okay. Also, pudding pops, je- like Jello pudding pops. Now you're just rubbing it in. Oh, my God. They were so good, though. Because <laughs> they had, like, kind of a film, like a barrier, oh, yeah. you know, when you break through and it's, like, extra soft. Oh, my God. I can still remember the feeling of it. The taste of it was so good. I wish they still made those. Just rebrand them. No association. Yes. And also, I really loved like Keebler, you know, Magic Middles. Remember the Magic Middles? Yeah. They're like the cookies with the, you break them open. And I think they actually redid those, but they don't taste the same. Ooh, one snack I forgot about. It was homemade, but we would do juice, right? Like grape juice, yes. orange juice, some other kind of juice. We'd freeze them into yep. popsicles. I was about to say that. Oh, no, you weren't. Yes, I was. I was Those are mine. It. It's all mine. <laughs> <laughs> we both did them, though. And we, yeah, you put them in the ice trays. We would put toothpicks in those, though, because they were so small. Ah. We'd just be sucking on these little tiny ice cubes, juice-flavored ice cubes. We'd have those big ones from the 70s. Oh, yeah, we didn't have those. Yeah. I wish we had had those. We got creative. We'd have often have the grape juice based ones, which were my favorite. Nice. They always felt special. And then my mom made ice cream sandwiches for us in the summertime. So I always associate that it's just two chocolate chip cookies, which she used to make from scratch back then. And then, yeah, just put some vanilla ice cream in the middle, wrap them in foil and put them in the freezer. And then you just grab them and then you get to a certain age and you sneak them, hide them in your pants when you walk <laughs> through the living room past your parents and crunch, get to your crunch, bedroom. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. We'd better move on. We're 44 minutes into this Stop. episode. We've answered two questions. <laughs> You're so negative. <laughs> Not negative. These if are we do, if we want to do just five, that's fine. These are meant for us to ramble on and have conversation. As long as we're answering like five and you're prepared We're doing for all of them. We're not doing all of them. <laughs> well, now I don't remember because I had some other snackies I was going to talk we about. Can't, we can't talk about yes, every snack can. that we loved. Top five. You're on top 37 now. You're so mean. <laughs> I'm mean. I'm mean. Can I I'm also? Sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Can I also really quick talk about Tato skins? Yes, please talk about Tato skins. So those were like my dad's favorite snack. And I didn't always love them until in the 90s when I discovered that you could put a little dot of mustard or a little squirt of mustard on them and then a dill pickle chip. Oh, so good. It was such a good snack. Call that the devil's snack. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) I wish I could have it now. Okay. The next question is from Rachel. What do you think Tino looks like? This is Tino from My So-Called Life. Rachel says, I always envisioned an Anthony Kiedis type with long hair. And of course, now that she said that, that's all I can see. Yeah, it's hard to unsee that at this point. I think that's a good call. I always thought his name was Tony. What? Yeah. Well, I always thought his name was Anthony and they just called him Tino. Huh. But does that change how he looks in your mind? Anthony could be anybody. Anthony Kiedis. Uh Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I could see an Anthony Kiedis type where I could also see there's a shot of, I can't remember if it's the band that's playing at the party in the pilot episode or if it's someone in Frozen Embryos. But there's somebody that's on the screen at some point who has dreads, like a white guy with dreads. And I always, in my mind, kind of think that's Tino. Oh, really? 
but I don't actually think it is. But I just think that that's what I thought when I was 15 because I was just desperate to know who Tino was and what he looked like. He definitely had to be a a boss of some kind. (laughs) See, he could be like, that's the kids say, a short king. Could be a short king. Listen, he was just older than them. That's all we really know. He had to have been. Mm Mm-hmm. What if he was like, from a Christmas story, Scott Farkas's toady, his toady, his sidekick, Grover, Grover Dill. And I only know this name right now because we had to look it up for our Patreon episode because we brought them up in that one. What if Tino was like just a little guy? I could picture Tino being shorter. I would like it if Tino was like a freshman and they were all older. (laughs) He was like an eighth grader. (laughs) What if he was held back a whole bunch? Oh, he could be an eighth grader. He's like 21. A 21 year old eighth grader. With a license and ability to buy booze. Yep. Ability to do anything. He can do anything. I like it. T, no. Two Two words. Two words. (laughs) Next one is from Heather. Favorite back to school supplies slash school shopping slash back to school in general. Okay. Well, I always loved getting all the supplies. It was very exciting. Me too. I was very excited every year for all of it. Picking out new folders. A trapper keeper. Oh, yes. That was a big deal. A lunchbox. Especially in elementary school, that was a big deal. I didn't get a new one every year. Oh. I don't know if I got one every year, but I feel like every few years. Because I would age out like they would be more babyish. Well, I feel like eventually, maybe by fourth grade or so, I was in paper bags. Yeah. I feel like I maybe did paper bags like my maybe sixth grade year. I tell you what I was usually most excited about. I loved new number two pencils yeah unsharpened and then i got to sharpen them and i i don't know it was always very satisfying for me the first time i got to sharpen a pencil yes that new crayons and that new crayon smell oh yeah so great when you would get like the pencil boxes then you would put all, a bunch of different stuff in it yeah that was fun and like erasers and stuff i remember the first year i got one of those color selecting pens yes oh those are fantastic they were then you get random stuff that you never used, really, like rulers. I remember getting stuff with like some of the Sanrio, like uh, Kurobi and Hello Kitty and My Melody and some of that school stuff. Mine was all from Ames. But I did. I really enjoyed getting my Trapper Keeper, though I would usually get one that didn't have a lot of design on it because I was going to decorate it myself with Sports Illustrated pages. <laughs> did you get away with that? Yeah. Not the swimsuit issue. Oh, I'm talking oh. about like... <laughs> Football players and stats and stuff like that on my on my trapper keeper. I was imagining like Kathy Ireland, yeah, tatas out <laughs> at my at my at your Christian, Christian school. <laughs> I don't think that would have flown. Yeah, I did also love the spiral notebooks though too. Oh yeah, I feel like I did that more in middle school. I always felt very important going into every school year because I had all of my supplies. I love seeing like, I feel like Millennial Misery and some of those pages will, they'll share some posts where they show folders and they're like, which color represented what subject for you? Mm. And it's so funny how everybody was like adamant on which one. They'd be like, math is red, you know, English is blue, science is always green. But I feel like it was kind of different for everybody. Like you just, I mean, maybe some teachers required a specific color, but I feel like I chose which color I was going to use for each subject, at least in high school. I don't really remember that. Like, I feel like in middle school, I would have just a single trapper keeper with like three hole punch paper in there with separators for each subject. 
You didn't have folders in there? No, I don't mm. think so. But I might just not be remembering the folders. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm probably forgetting something. But I also liked how we always, in elementary school, everybody had to bring like a box of Kleenex and wouldn't have been hand sanitizer back then. Maybe it was like a bottle of hand soap that you had, had to, to contribute to the classroom. I don't yeah. think we had to do that at ours. But maybe we did and I just don't remember. Well, yeah, you had a different kind of school. So. Yeah. But yeah, I love back to school time. Also, as a nostalgic content creator, like I always love finding, like I have a lot of the JCPenney catalogs and things like that. And I love sharing the fall ones because, you know, it's back to school. And a lot of them, the outfits are familiar to me because uh, especially elementary school, JCPenney was a place I'd be shopping for my back to school clothes. I was normally at Ames again. Mm -hmm. But listen, you could get some sweet Bugle Boy at Ames. Yeah. So those first three days of school were always awesome because it was brand new outfits. Yep. And then that was about it (laughs) until Christmas. Yeah, I don't remember how much I would get. Probably maybe enough for the week. Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I got like five shirts and three pants. Though I would get in a lot of trouble all the time for ruining my pants because we would run around the church slash school. And for some reason, we would always like slide on our knees and quickly wear holes in our knees. So then my mom would have to like patch them. Because she would have just gotten me these pants. So I'd get in trouble, as would a lot of my friends, too, because we're all doing the same thing. Yeah, that's funny. Bunch of dummies. <laughs> all right. And I, we've realized that we have rambled on for a very long time. <laughs> and so we're only going to do one more question now. So there definitely will be a part three because there are several more questions. Beth says, I want to know more about your love story. What was your first kiss like? <laughs> <laughs> well, the one I remember... <laughs> we were uh, in the Dixon Center at Lee University, and you visited me uh, while I was working. <laughs> so many things wrong about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I was like a student worker or something like that. So and it wasn't it was that serious. In the middle of the summer, so nobody was there, really. Yeah, right. And we, uh, yeah, we <laughs> had a fantastic first kiss slash makeout session in the Dixon Center. <laughs> All over the Dixon Center. All over the Dixon Center. (laughs) (laughs) It started in your office. Yes. And we were playing different music. And I remember. Well, in an office. That wasn't my office. That was my boss's office. (laughs) I didn't even know that. He could have came back at any point. Oh, my God. And there was people in the office next to us, (laughs) connected by a door that was, I mean, not open, but it was not locked. And this was a Christian school, too, by the way. Yes. Yes. We were naughty. Naughty. But I wasn't a student there yet. I was about to be a student there. And I was playing like Sarah McLaughlin for you. You were playing Alice in Chains for me. (laughs) We were playing songs that like made us think of each other. Yes. And then making out to them. (laughs) We did. And then we went to a, a couple different sections of the building and. And may have stole a kiss there as well. I actually, the first kiss kiss was in the sound booth. Was it? It wasn't down in the... No, we went back there and then we were making out. Oh, so the first one was up in the sound booth. Yes. Ah, okay. Which all of that was great if you know that we, 20 years later, well, I guess 19 years later. Very close to 20, yeah. Uh, Well, because 20 years later, we got married. Right. 19 years later, you proposed to me in that same building. Yes, in the Dixon Center with some music playing. And that's where I proposed. And even like because your buddy helped us out there because he worked at the school and he took a picture or maybe you took the picture of the playlist in the sound booth, like looking down at the stage, but not when we were on it. 
But it's so fitting because like our first kiss was in the sound booth. Yeah, like pretty much right from that angle. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. And at one point you took me like behind the stage and then that's where you played the song that you wrote for me. On the piano. On the piano. Yes. Very romantical. Th- I thought that was in the con center. Or did I just play it for you again? No, we did not. Center. We did not do anything in the con center. I didn't think we did you anything. You me in the con center. Later. <laughs> I thought I played you. Uh, I guess maybe no, it was the. It's one of your other girls. No, I'm thinking about where would it actually have had <laughs> one of your other girls, where you, the piano actually would have been. I guess it was more commonly up in the in the Dixon yeah, Center. Yeah, it was back there. Yeah. Because then I had a class there later when I would be sad over you and I would just sit there and sulk and be so <laughs> depressed. Oh, so mean to her. <laughs> um, but you did remind me that wasn't the first time I tried to kiss you. That's true. Gave me the full on no the first time. The first time was maybe a month, not even a month before that. It was like a week before that. Yeah. And I don't remember any rejection ever. So, well, th- that this was one's when not clear to my me. parents were out of town. You came over and we watched movies together. Is that when we watched uh, Fallen? Yes. And. Uh, as good as it gets. As good as it gets. <laughs> I don't remember either one of those. I remember Fallen, a little bit of it. I remember Time yes. is on Hey, Tiger. <laughs> That's all I really remember about that. But that one was like one of the most intense moments of my life because we were in the bed <laughs> and we had not kissed yet, but it was a lot of you were just like rub your fingers along my arms and you were like kissing on my fingers. <laughs> and like kissing on my ear and my neck. And I was just like, what is happening? This is amazing. But things were complicated with our relationship. And so after the movies, we set up and you were getting ready to leave and you went in for the kiss. And it was like we kissed, but just like a pop kiss. And then I pulled away. I have no recollection of this rejection. <laughs> Well, and you left real quick after that. Like, I think I thought I ruined it because I wouldn't let you kiss me. But then you left. And then we ran into my sister and her now husband in the living room. Yes, I got to meet them. I don't even think they remember meeting you. No, I don't think they do either. But yeah, that was that's really how it happened. But then like our first real, real kiss was a little later when I got up the guts (laughs) to do it. (laughs) It just took us a long time to come back around. Yes, it did. But there's a little more of a glimpse into our story. We've talked more about our story uh, in some episodes. Like we had an anniversary episode, I think maybe two years of anniversary episodes that would have been in November this past year and the year before that, where we we told more of our story. Yeah. Go find them. Yeah. Go check them out. If you're interested. If you want to get to know your hosts a little more. A little more. (laughs) We all are besties, aren't we? Of course. All right. Well, like I said, thanks to everyone for sending in your questions. And we will be doing a part three and get your questions in before we do the next one. Yes. Great questions. Thank you very much. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We ready to get into that meat? (laughs) Let's dig in. You want to say something else? We can cut that. That would be an outtake. Yeah. I think you've been taught your lesson now. <laughs> what if he was like, don't, gro- don't, don't touch that. You almost <laughs> just stopped the episode. It clicked. It clicked right next to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not even drunk. You're <laughs> just making me nervous because I feel like I got to stop. No, you're fine. Sorry. Sorry.